We're talking free agents, guys. We're talking potential one-year deals. We're talking specific names. Who will the Marlins be targeting? Who won't they be targeting? But maybe Marlins Twitter is suggesting they should. Time to get into. This is Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. It's your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, of course, Peter Pratt. Hit me up at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you listen to the pod, of course, hit subscribe. This is your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. There is a YouTube channel as well, guys. Make sure you hit subscribe over there too. If you are over there on YouTube, you will see it is a Wednesday and it is a double episode with Sean, the UK Goat Barrett in town. And I must say, he is, as Chris Brown would say, looking sensational. Shawnee Barrett, how are we doing? I'm not sure I can quite agree with you on that one, Pete, but I'll take it for mate, sure. Come mate. on. <laughs> come um, on. Come on. Listen, anyone listen to this pod? Anyone listening right now? Hit pause. Do yourself a favor and go over to YouTube. And get the at least the intro segment of this episode and see Sean Barrett in the he is looking flames. Flames. So don't do yourself a disservice, brother. I appreciate it. But yeah, always good to join you, mate. <laughs> Talk some baseball. Yeah, things feel like they're starting to heat up now. Um mm. seasons oh, yeah. sort of just around that corner now, isn't it? We've we've finally got where we need to be um through the, the depths of winter. Um, if only the temperature could start warming up as well, that would be proper ideal. That would be. I woke up this morning and I thought, this looks like it's going to be a warm day. And it was like, you know, a really nice sunrise and shepherd's delight. I don't know if that term translates to the US, but anyway, doesn't matter. It was a pink sky in the morning. It looked good. And then all of a sudden it rumbled in and it was like torrential rain and cold again. So, yeah, it's the end of Jan. Sound the klaxons, by the way. Woo, woo, woo. You know what that means. And everyone who knows me specifically knows what that means. Dry Jan. Final day. Final day. What I'm going to say is I'm probably going to carry it on for a little bit longer. Like, I'm feeling good um, at the moment. We'll see. Maybe the Marlins. It's something about maybe it's the Marlins that drive me to drink. Maybe that's what it is. Because the Marlins aren't playing, and I don't feel the need. The Marlins. I need to reassess this situation. Anyway, what we are going to be reassessing is the free agent pool. We spoke about it on yesterday's episode. We'll talk about some of the high profiles and effectively the top-level DH market in terms of what it means for Soler with Justin Turner. We're going to take a tier. I don't know if down is the right phrase. It probably is. We're going to take a tier down. We're going to get into the Yuli Gurriel tier, as I've uh, coined it, the Yuli tier. And we're going to look at you know, some reclamation projects on one-year deals, etc., and we're going to discuss some of the higher profile names. I've heard Marlon's Twitter talking about some of these. Some of them I like, some of them I dislike, some of them that I like, that Marlon's Twitter dislikes, and Sean dislikes. Nevertheless, we're going to cover it all, all these names, no doubt about it. So before we do that, this episode does have a sponsor, and that sponsor is FanDuel. You can make every moment more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. 
Right, Sean, where are we getting started? I'm going to just read to you the list that I put out on Twitter. There are others on this list, but I'm just going to put this list out and we'll see, you know, where you want to go with this one because I'm flexible. Brandon Belt, CJ Crone, Cooper Loop, Carlos Santana, not the guitarist, Whit Merrifield, uh, Wong, Colton Wong, that is, Tim Anderson, or TA, Adam Duvall, JD Martinez, Big Dan Vogelback, Austin Meadows, and Jorge Soler. We spoke about Soler, so not him. Um, these are all sticks. And then I, I coined it this morning. These are impact sticks available via free agency that I believe could be signed on one-year deals and absolutely could be. Some of them could be signed on minor league deals, to be honest with you. We'll see where it goes. But um, Shawnee Barrett, tell me um, – well, i tell you a name that isn't on there, actually. Let's start there. A name I didn't include, and I, I think we want to speak about, Ahmed Rosario. I want to speak about him specifically because he's been mooted. The Marlins seemingly are in the market for a shortstop. It feels, and we spoke about it yesterday, it feels like it's a free agent play. But if there is a plan D, maybe, you know, the Marlins could look to sign a free agent. Ahmed Rosario has been mentioned. When I looked at his numbers, I haven't spent any time looking at Ahmed Rosario, frankly, until yesterday. And then when I did, what I saw was... A lot of red flags, to be honest with you. That's why he's not on my list. I looked at the uh, what the profile and saw a shortstop that was pretty putrid last year, and I saw a stick that was limited. Uh, and that isn't the hallmarks of a good signing. It doesn't sound like a Peter Bendix type of signing to me. So are you seeing anything different with Ahmed Rosario that that I'm not, and he should be under consideration? Or what 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 factors would there be where you would consider Ahmed Rosario? Uh, if last year hadn't existed, um, he's actually <laughs> quite, an, one, inter yeah, he's, good, he's good quite an interesting bat. I mean, there's there's some speed, there's some power, especially at the shortstop position. Um, mm. But there's a reason why he's still available. There's a reason why he's being mooted as a, a one-year option guy, maybe even a minor league signing at this point. It's, yeah. it's because last year was was so bad. But also, like any offense you get from a shortstop, usually is is the bonus. Um, but here we've got a shortstop who has suddenly stopped being able to play shortstop, or at least at, at a high level. Yeah. Um, so now you're looking at, you know, a guy that's below 100 WRC plus with poor defense at shortstop. It's not a very appealing situation, but that speaks to why he is available. Um, mm. Whether you wanted the word you used earlier, reclamation project, this is a perfect guy. The guy that's mm. got two, two, two and a half war seasons under his belt very recently. So yeah. any return to that on a one year below five million uh, contract would, would be huge. And um, as we spoke about yesterday, the, the Marlins have got a lot of sort of question mark guys for that shortstop position. Um, yeah. Bertie obviously leading it and he's less of a question mark. But it's not exactly like if... Rosario were to hit his peak again or some get close to that, he'd probably be the best option that the Marlins have. So, yeah, last year really mm. was just such a disappointing situation where not only the offense but also the defense kind of sort of took a step back. But, yeah, it's, it's, he's, not, he's available for not much. Um, it would be a reclamation yep. project for sure. Um, but, again, like we spoke about with Mondesi yesterday, it is a situation where these are the kind of guys that the Marlins would be bringing in if there isn't that big trade for a shortstop of the future. These are yeah. the kind of level of guys that are out there that are available, and they're not very appealing. So I think that's why 
most fans and hopefully the team too are still holding their hat on the idea that trading away a pitcher to get that mm. guy that's actually going to contribute to a high level because at the moment what the Marlins have and what's available is is no there are no guarantees. Mm, mm. Interesting on Rosario for for sure. Um, <laughs> just on my assessment of him, I'm going to just outline what I want. So where I've made my opinion and how I formed that opinion. <laughs> I, I I quickly flicked on the baseball savant and I looked at the most recent year, and I was like, okay. The, the offense kind of pops up first, right? And you're like, okay, what's the offense looking like? Okay, you know, looks not that great, but a bit of, bit of batting average maybe and a you know, bit of walks. I don't know. I thought, well, this dude must be super good defensively then. Must be. Scrolled down, looked at the range factor for at shortstop, and it was a, a, a the blue bubble of one, and that is the blue bubble you never want, which basically means you're the worst in the league, <laughs> I think is what that says. So that's where I formed that opinion in a snap reaction. I've not seen any arm ever Rosario playing shortstop whatsoever, but baseball savant is telling me there's work to do. Sean, one thing you did mention there around Ahmed Rosario, and it feels like we've already spent seven minutes on Ahmed Rosario, who's not even on our list. That's probably a bad indicator of where this episode may go in terms of length. Nevertheless, um, with, uh, with, with Rosario, you mentioned two years of two and a half war plus that he's had. Something else popped up the other day that's just popped into my mind. Jazz, it was talking about the show, the MLB, the show cover. And it listed all of the players that have been a cover athlete, what their career war is and what their highest war season is to date. And when naturally you scroll through, what you realize is, is Jazz Chisholm Jr. is bottom of both of those um both ongoing tallies and his best ever season. And what stood out to me was his best ever season, I believe, was a 2.4 war season. So just to kind of labor this point, I've somehow connected this together. Ahmed Rosario has had two years that have been, in advance, better than Jazz Chisholm's best ever year as a Marlin, single year. So in terms of reclamation projects, he absolutely could be one. So... The main question, the follow-up here, Sean, is, and it's taken me about four minutes to create this follow-up, <laughs> is um, could Ahmed Rosario be signed on a minor league deal? Like, is there a pathway here where the Marlins could even scoop him on a minor league deal? You know, they're obviously maybe talking to Mondesi. Maybe they'll talk to Rosario. Could that be a situation? I think that changes things if you can get him on a minor league deal and then you can kind of get him in and think, you know, what are we working with here? So see that being a possibility? Yeah, I mean, if, if it is a minor league deal, then it's it's a no-brainer for me. Um, and you're right, with, with obviously Jazz, um, you've got a player that hasn't stayed on the field enough. When he's on the field, he's he's elite. He's 20-20 in limited time. Rosario's kind of the, the polar opposite of that. He's got a yeah. bit of power and he's got a bit of speed, but the, the, there's average there. He'll take a walk. He doesn't strike out as much. So he's more. he will help the team more on the sort of averages, on, on those ratios, rather than with the power and the speed, although he is no slouch. So, yeah, it is a case of when you when you do look at the numbers and you, you compare it to Jazz, who obviously we all expect to be the, the star of the, of the lineup and the guy that's going to lead us to wherever the, the team end up going. Um, and yet you look at Rosario, who is on literally the scrap heap 
and the numbers aren't that dissimilar at, at certain points when you yeah. when you match them together, which is a, probably more disconcerting for for Jazz than it is a benefit for Rosario. But yeah, mm. as a as a minor league deal, uh, a reclamation project that's going to cost you nothing. This is these are the moves that Marlins need to be making. All right, we're going to get into our first ad of the day, and then Sean, I am coming to you with your favorite option out of that reclamation project pool that I shared. That, I mean, that's probably a touch unfair. I'm just going to call it the Yuli pool because I'm just going to carry that theme on. But before we do that, this episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. Yes, sir. And happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate. Feels early for this ad, but I get it. Um, it is America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets. Yes, sir. It's also about that halftime show as well. Usher, baby. Usher. You can tell I'm a fan of Usher. Nevertheless, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a fat dub. Or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, uh, win Super Bowl 58, win the Super Bowl, win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a TD. How many points will be scored? So much more. They have got it all covered, guys. So listen up. New customers in particular. Join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. That is fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back. We're ending dry Jan. Well, we're ending it hot, that's for sure. <laughs> With me, Peter Pratt, and the UK goat, Sean Barrett, we are talking Yuli Guriel reclamation one-year deals. Uh, Guriel's still out there, by the way, so maybe you should be on this list. Nevertheless, Sean Barrett, I called out the list. There are other people, of it, other players available. Tell me who is exciting you most that you think the Marlins could secure on a one-year deal and why? Uh, so, firstly, thankfully, I remembered a few of them. Um, so... Excellent. Uh, Whit Merrifield for me is probably one of those guys that's interesting. One of those guys that you can get for um, a couple of million or even a minor league deal at this point. You know, he's he's a bit older. He's he's approaching thirty six, which is still younger than both you and I, obviously, but a bit older for for baseball terms. And <clears throat> a surprise that he's still available, like year on year, delivered performance, nice high average, could give yeah. you some speed, a little bit of pop in the middle infield. Um, not a shortstop, specifically second base. Plays corner outfield as well. Um, I just don't see why he is he still available. Um, he's yeah. a very good option. Um, talking about similar players quickly and old friends, Donovan Solano, who is I think mm. another year older, um, is another guy who hits for good average, can play the the corner outfield, um, doesn't have as much pop or speed. In fact, he doesn't have much at all. Um, but a guy that has consistently hit 280 um, with a good OBP. Um, these two guys <clears throat> can d- deliver for the Marlins in the middle infield and the outfield, um, mm. which for me gives them a little bit of flexibility. Can either of them do anything at shortstop, do you think, on a kind of even a part time basis? It doesn't have to be every day, but on a part time basis, do you think they could? Uh, in, in their mid 30s, when they specifically only played in the uh, second base, I'd be I would be concerned what that would look like. <laughs> Fair concerns, but the stick profile is interesting, right? Like, I mean, let's go back a year. I'm telling you right now, if Kim Ang was still the GM, I'm telling you for certain, 
one of these guys would have been signed already. Like, it just fit what Kim Ang built last year. Do you remember when she just signed 58 second basemen that could all had the potential to hit 300? That was like Kim's profile. We're just going to, we're going to um, paper cut you to death. And it worked. Fair play. So I'm not against guys that can hit 280 plus, um, you know, work out the defense after. At the end of the day, you know, I know Lewis arrives as a second base, but Lewis arrives by the numbers. Stay the second base isn't that strong either. And so I don't think they'd heavily regress if they would have plugged Witt, Donovan Solano, Colton Wong. I don't think they'd regress at all, frankly. You could put Arise at first base and move the guys around if you want. So could that be an eventuality here? Like, could they still be looking for a second baseman? I think in this case, it's a, a situation where you look at the bat and you see how they can benefit you. We did last year look at um, the team and look at the, the growth that they had because the, the year before that, we were bringing up some guys from the minor leagues who just weren't ready because we needed someone to come up and it didn't mm. work out at all. With, with guys like you, Lee, last year, you knew you had a guy that was going to hit you know, 260, 280 and give you competitive at-bats. These are the kind of guys. And yeah, as you said, it isn't a case that you're replacing the riots. The riots can move around. He'll have the occasional day off. Um, and ultimately, you're, you've got to look at the lineup, not just your first nine and then the bench. You need to look at what's going to happen if there's an injury here, there, or wherever. And these are the kind of guys I would prefer to see on the roster or on the 40-man rather than mm. some of the other sort of unsure prospects or they're not even prospects at this point are they they're, they're quad a players that the marlins have got these these guys are available for for not much and absolutely are depth pieces that will improve the roster yeah yeah for sure um yeah i mean we'll see how it goes but to your point the whit merrifield situation in particular i mean actually both these guys like, it's kind of surprising like you look at wit's numbers from last year and you know, there's there's a decent production level there. I mean, he he almost had 600 plate appearances last year. Um, so, uh, hold on a minute. Was he an all-star last year as well? Was Merrifield an all-star in 23 <laughs> for the Blue Jays? I think he was. <laughs> oh, man. So, there you go. Um, he ended up stealing how many? I always think of, like, stolen bases as well. Stole 26 bags, like a career high at 45 back in 2018. But... You know, a, a three-time All-Star here. We're talking about Whit Merrifield, um, and the most recent being last season. So there's plenty of juice in the tank, I think, with Whit Merrifield. That's great, great call out, Sean. And to be honest, when I put my list out this morning, I was like a bit surprised he was on the on the list. So, you know, the, the Marlins at this point, in my opinion, have the flexibility to do what they want to do. Like they don't have to carry Xavier Edwards. They do have to carry Vidal Bruhan. So that is a situation that they have to manage. And I believe they've traded for him for him to be on the roster. So, you know, I still feel that there's space for another infielder that, you know, you like the stick profile and you like whatever else they bring. So great shout, mate. Let's do the final ad. And then I'd like to hear from you about a guy that you definitely want to rule out, potentially. I've got a name I want to throw in the mix too as well. Um, so we'll do that. But before we do that, this episode is brought to you by our good friends over at eBay Motors. Yes, sir. I absolutely love the eBay Motors. Uh, ad for sure. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, 
roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. I love the way they went from superchargers to roof racks in that situation. Nevertheless, with over 122 million parts for your number one, ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. Boom, boom. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. That's disheartening. From the U.K. host of Locked on Marlins. Nevertheless, you are here with us. Ending January with a bang. Dry January ends tonight. Myself and Sean Barrett. I think his has been wet January. Nevertheless, um, <laughs> we've talked with Merrifield. We've talked Donovan Solano. Similar profile guys that look available. Stick profile looks good. No availability at shortstop, so they need to be playing more at second base. Nevertheless, they look available. They look like they can contribute. Sean, of the guys that have been talked about, I'm going to frame it like this. There's guys out there that maybe other people are saying we should consider this, this, and this. Is there any that stand out that you've got absolutely zero interest in or you would have a huge red flag if they were to sign? I'm talking about the, the, the hitters now. Talk about one other guy maybe a bit later, but from an offensive perspective, who are you disinter- disinterested in? Uh, to, to be honest, at this point, there's there's no one that's <laughs> screaming a no because the Marlins need to make moves, don't they? Um, what yeah. I do find funny is the amount of recently ex-Marlins that are on the list of people that are still available yeah, um, that is it funny. It seem like every position's got one or two of these guys. Um, I mean, we can rule out Gene Segura for sure right now. That's uh, that's one guy that we certainly never want to see in a Marlins jersey again. No. Does Gene, does Gene Segura, I mean, surely he gets some sort of, like, is Gene Segura going to have to retire? Like, has he retired? <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, I, I don't think he has, but, I mean... When I saw Mean Gene Segura on that boat living his best life, like after he'd been cut, like that to me looked like a dude that was kind of done with baseball, to be honest with you. He was just living it up. I don't know, but I um, think because he's owed money for this season, he can't technically retire like formally. I see. I see. Um, well, he can, but then he'd be given up on money. So. No, no well, chance of that. Why, why He's already spent it by the looks of it uh, by that boat. So, yeah, okay. Me and Gene Segura were going to rule out. Um, Sean, I want to talk about CJ Crone. Um, I, I think Crone is a name that's kind of knocked around a little bit. And clearly, I feel like the Rockies were trying to trade him at certain portions in the last couple of years. Felt like it's a name that kind of popped up linked to the Marlins in some ways because they were like trying to think of like a bit of a power surge. What I would say with Crone, too, he always seemed to perform really well against the Marlins. Like, whenever we were on the road at Coors, like, Crone would just seemingly come alive. I remember there was a series, I don't think it was last season, but the year before, and Crone hit about seven home runs in the series, and it was just a bloodbath in that series for the Marlins. But he's he's a name that catches my eye. I still think there's a need to do something at first base. Um what are you seeing with CJ Crone? I think the main thing, just to call it out, are the home road splits. That's what not anyone that plays a cause. You go and look at home road splits. 
take away the cause factor. What does he do? Doesn't seem that appealing outside of cause, I would say. But what are you seeing with CJ Crone? Is should there be any interest there? I mean, I know you're saying they'll take anyone at this point, but <laughs> what about Crone? He, he's another guy that your concerns are um, last year. Like before that, four years yeah. of 25 plus home runs. Um, and then last year, complete drop off, um, which. You know, it's, it's at his age. You kind of you can't keep up those numbers, I guess. But Colorado no. obviously makes a huge difference. You'd be going from Colorado, one of the easiest places to hit homers, to mm. Lone Depot Park, one of the hardest. Um, so again, as as a minor league reclamation project, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, he's a possibility. It is a case of you're hoping on a rebound from last year, but I certainly wouldn't want to see any. Significant amount of money. I think there, there. I think there are too many, as we spoke about yesterday, too many guys of a reasonably high caliber left on the free agency market without any many jobs. I'd be surprised if Crone gets any kind of guaranteed money. Um, mm. I was an offer from from anybody, let alone the Marlins. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's a fair assessment. I, I just want to call out one other guy, and then we're going to wrap it up here because there's there's a ton of guys. I think to be honest, Sean, you. You've kind of nailed it in some ways where, and that's why I put the list out. Like I'd happily take a couple of guys off that list, um, you know, on a low committed, you know, low money one year deal. Like there's roles any of these guys can play. There's an X factor in there though, in some ways. And I think that X factor is Austin. Meadows. I just want to call that out. So with Austin Meadows, I guess most people are aware of this situation, but effectively he, didn't really play in 2023. He was dealing with anxiety-related issues and effectively stepped away from the game to try to sort out his mental health issues and just get his, you know, get the anxiety under control. So I actually have no idea on whether Austin Meadows is actually even looking to play baseball again or even in 24. But what I would say is if he wants to then there is a very very interesting player there um one that performed at such a high level with the Tampa Bay Rays and what I would say is what have we seen what is history already telling us Peter Bendix absolutely loves old friends absolutely loves them every move he's made has been a guy that he's worked with at some stage and everything that Austin Meadows did with the Rays was all-star level He's, he was multiple times in top 20 MVP voting with the Rays. So Austin Meadows was an absolute stud. Traded to the Tigers, dealing with mental health issues. But honestly, there is an absolute wildcard free agent there that the Marlins could consider. And it's the type of guy, because of the relationship with Bendix, that, you know, there could be a way to make that happen. Um, again, I have no idea on Austin Meadows' status, availability, and his desire to play baseball again, or if even he can at this stage. So just want to call that out. But Sean, as a wild card, I think Austin Meadows, to me, looks very interesting. What about you? Yeah, simply because of, of what he did in his early career. Like He completely burst onto the scene when he first came into the majors, um, yeah. specifically his first full season, just some elite, elite numbers. Um, so yeah, he's obviously had his struggles and, and his performance dropped off as a result, I guess, 
Um, yeah. Who knows what's going on as far as, as his mental situation or whether, as you said, he does want to play, but um, or yeah. He, he, yeah, if he can. But yeah, any kind of familiarity, I'm sure, would probably be helpful in this situation. Um, the pressure being a little bit off. The, the, there's not much national focus on the margins. No. Um, that's, that could be a benefit. But yeah, it's, it's a complete wild card because it's a complete unknown. Um, yeah. But I think if he can, um, you know, get himself healthy mentally and, and return to the game, then he'll, he will find opportunities um, mm. in, in the game because of, of that calibre of play that he he had. You know, he was a top prospect and, 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 and performed at a high level when he came through. So, yeah, a complete wild card, but certainly somebody that – and it would be a fantastic story, obviously. Um, Absolutely. So it's, you know, you always want to wish players – well when they've had these sorts of struggles so yeah and yep. any to be able to see that happen in a Marlins jersey would be would be very exciting yeah yeah for sure i i think it's a very intriguing situation and you know in some ways a concerning one as well like yeah i guess it's bringing to life some you know real life situations and struggles that players go through you know from uh, a baseball perspective particularly a game that from a a, a hitting perspective is just you know, you fail more than you win or you succeed. Like, it's that type of game and the mental toil that there must be being a professional baseball player. It must grow on you. And maybe it builds and it's about dealing with that in some sort of way. But yeah, for me, when I looked at the list, he was a name that just stood out. I was like, there's a wild card there. There's a connection with Bendix. Um, What's to say that they couldn't find a soft landing spot there for Austin Meadows in a low pressure situation. And all of a sudden it becomes something fantastic in terms of the story and ideally as well, the production as well. Guys, going to wrap it up. There. There's 30 minutes uh, in the books. It's January in the books as well. Uh, happy dry January to all that celebrate and participate and well done for getting there. Um, I have a case of wine ready, but I don't think I'm going to crack into it. We'll see how it goes. I appreciate the UK goat, Sean Barrett, for joining two days in a row. And this was a, an, an actual two days in a row, not a double episode uh, costume change. This is actually two days in a row. That's impressive. So I appreciate Sean. I appreciate everyone for joining me on Locked on Marlins. Uh, guys, uh, a scheduling note. From the 1st of February, not only is drinking allowed, but also the episode... The episode scheduling from Lockdown Marlins increases again. We are back in season, baby, which means daily, five episodes a week from the 1st of Feb. That is just what the doctor ordered for everyone listening to this. I look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Not sure what we're talking about, but we'll find something. I'll see you then. <laughs>